Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We're so glad to be with you. We say it every single time. I hope you don't get tired of hearing it because we don't get tired of saying it. It's a joy to bring you a, a message from God's heart because it has been preserved for us in God's Word. We know what His heart is uh, and what He wants to communicate to us. (laughs) Amen. It is not vague. It is not mysterious. It is not mystical. It is personal. It is practical. It is clear in the Word of God. I'm so grateful today. Amen. To have the Bible. We used to sing the song in our church or it used to be a song that was sung that we uh, enjoyed so much every time we heard it. And it was simply, I'm using my Bible for a road map. It was one of those bluegrass gospel uh, greats of old. I'm using my Bible for a road map. The children of Israel used it too. Praise God. And the, and the message of the song was it took them uh, where God wanted them to be, out of Egypt and into the promised land. The Word of God uh, is w- essential to God taking you and me to where He wants us to be, out of the bondage of sin and darkness and into the glorious kingdom of His Son. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to be talking about today, uh, living the new life in Jesus Christ, living the new life, walking and living in that newness of life. Uh, This is not just getting religion, dear friends. This is coming into a personal relationship with Jesus and living our life as a reflection of that new relationship we have with God and with Jesus Christ. Amen. It's fleshing it out, living something that is representative of a different kingdom than the kingdom of this old world under the influence of the evil one. Praise God, we're under the influence of the Holy One and the Mighty One. Praise God. We're going to be reading from Romans 6 and verse 4 in just a moment, but I want to uh, thank you once again for being part of the listening family right here on WMAF. We certainly are part down through the years now of the broadcast family. And this is a family, uh, family oriented station. And we're so grateful to be able to be part of something that God, I believe, is blessing and using, especially as we hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there are fine ministers right there in your area in Madison that are on the air. Their services are broadcast live. If you were sick, shut in, not able to get out and be in church, there is a church service that you can tune in right here on Sunday on WMAF and hear the Word of God and, and sing with the, a hymn with those that are singing and participate with the body of Christ in the worship of God. Hallelujah. And we just 
just encourage you uh, to be part of this great move of the Holy Spirit here in these last days when God is calling us to be very close to Himself and also calling us to be the witness to this sin-darkened world. You know, there's a scripture that says, in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation, ye shine as lights in the world. Being called God's luminaries, God's light, God's ambassadors, God's representatives in this sin-darkened world world is a great calling to every child of God. And all we have to do is just follow Jesus and walk in the newness of life for that witness to have an impact and our light to shine before men. So we're going to be talking about this important issue uh, to to every child of God today. Uh, but one, before we do, I would like to uh, ask your prayers uh, for our ministry. We're making a move uh, very, very soon. We've sold the property we have. We're getting ready to to reestablish the ministry and redefine it and reintroduce it to our city. We've been in the city of Tampa uh, at the Holy Church of God, and I have been the senior pastor. This January will mark 44 years years. <laughs> Someone said, I'll say you're senior. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. We've been here a long, long time by the help and the grace and the goodness of God. And there were times when I thought maybe, maybe my pastoral ministry uh, is coming to a close, but the Lord has instructed me to continue forward in that as well as the evangelistic outreach that we're doing right here and through our web ministry. So God has not only given uh, us this great opportunity here in this technologically advanced age to use every tool that is available to us to get the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world and to every person that we can possibly reach. And we just ask your prayers because we have no ulterior motive for preaching the gospel except to keep the great commission of our Lord, which said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. And when they went and did that, it said the Lord went with them, working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So we know the Lord is working with us, and we know that God is going to help us as long as we have breath and as long as we have strength to continue to keep the great commission. So pray for us that God will give us great opportunities and doors to share the testimony of Jesus before that great day when he comes. Amen. And we'll be so appreciative for your prayers. I believe the Lord is going to do mighty things. In fact, I believe he's going to do a quick work just before Jesus comes. And I believe Jesus is coming very, very soon. So if you have your Bibles, Romans 6 verse 4, living in the newness of of life, living in the newness of life. That is the testimony of Jesus. That is the witness as we walk out 
and flesh out our faith, hallelujah, that God wants to use uh, to touch others in this last day that we are living. Romans 6, 4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of of life. Hallelujah. I've been saved now for 40 years. No, no, I'm very sorry. I misspoke. <laughs> I've been saved for 50 years. Amen. I, I had an experience with God at 12 years old, fell away, and at around 21, I made a deep personal commitment to follow Jesus Christ. So I, I'm going to count from not, if I count from the 12, it, it would be 62 years, but I have certainly been saved uh, for 50 years because I will be 71 in January. And when I first became a Christian, I remember singing about new life in Jesus Christ. One of the songs we sung was, I'm in a new world since the Lord saved me. Old things have passed away and all things are new today. I used to walk in the paths so dim. Oh, how I've changed since I met him. I'm in a new world since the Lord saved me. Praise God. You know, walking, friend, in the newness of life means living and behaving radically different from the old life. It means living a dynamic, power-filled life. A life marked by an unshakable peace, an unquenchable joy, and an undisputed victory. It means living large spiritually, living a life of meaning and worth, a life filled with hope and holy anticipation. And in order to appreciate and appropriate this new life in Jesus, we need to compare it to our old spiritual condition. The horrible, hopeless, and helpless condition of everyone, not just us when before we came to Jesus, but everyone who is outside the grace and the goodness and the safety of the kingdom of God. Listen to Ephesians chapter 2. You know, you can't appreciate where he's brought you from until we go back and revisit where we were, what we were, where we were headed, and where he has brought us to. Amen. So that's what we're doing in these verses of Scripture for just a few moments, revisiting where we were. There's a song that says, Roll back the curtains of memory now and then, and show me where you took me from and where I might have been. So Ephesians 2, 1 and 3 identifies where we were B.C. before Christ. Listen, it said, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, 
and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. In this passage, we see God's diagnosis of the spiritual condition of every human being, B.C., before Christ. Here Paul describes the fivefold condition of human beings in whose lives God has not yet intervened. People living without the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, the restoration of God, the transformation that God brings in our life. And the first thing he mentions is that we were spiritually dead. He says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. I looked up in the Greek dictionary the word Paul uses here that we translate as dead. The word dead in the Greek means D-E-A-D. It doesn't mean anything else. Not sick, not wounded, not temporarily incapacitated. We are not weak or in a spiritual coma. God checks us and diagnoses us as being dead spiritually. In the Bible, the word life is often used to express a human being's union with God, meaning that when we are in union with God, our Creator, we have life. In contrast, the word death often implies the idea of being separated from our Creator and the one who wants to be our Savior. Praise God. The problem is that we have been alienated from God as a result of our sinful condition. And the solution is reconciliation through Jesus Christ's vicarious death on the cross. Oh, I'm so glad that he hath quickened, which means given life to those who were once spiritually dead, brought into close fellowship with God to those who were alienated from God. Listen to Colossians 1, 20, 21, and 22. It said, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated. This is that spiritually dead person, this death he's talking about. And enemies in your own mind by wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh, speaking of Christ, through death, to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. Friend of mine, you cannot Present yourself in that condition, but you can be presented by Christ to the Father. Hallelujah. Listen, holy, unblameable, and unreprovable, the God who knows everything about us, the God who knows where we were when he came to rescue us, sent the Holy Spirit, which I call with deep, deep reverence, the hound of heaven, because he hounded me. He didn't give up on me. He came looking for me. You know, the Bible says very clearly, we didn't choose God. God chose us. Initially, we ran from God. My uncle was a preacher of the gospel. 
And when he would come to visit, he would come in the front door. I went out the back door. He never badgered me. He never condemned me, pointed his finger at me, tried to preach to me. But just the presence of someone I knew was walking with God convicted my heart because I knew that I was so far from walking with God. And you know the New Testament says that that Jesus loved the church in Ephesians 5 and he cleansed it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it unto himself a glorious church. We can't present ourselves in this condition, but we can be presented to him because of the work that he does in our heart and in our life because of the blood of Jesus and the power and person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm so glad to know that one day because of the blood of Jesus, because of God's forgiveness, his pardon and, and his great perfecting work within us when we stand before him in this body of flesh through his death in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy unblameable and unreprovable in his sight and when you get right down to it that's all that really matters there may be people that will never see you like god sees you but it you need to see yourself as God sees you. Amen. You know, knowing how clean I have become through the blood of Jesus makes me want to live a life that represents uh, the, that, that cleanliness, that purity, that holiness. It is not a self-righteousness, but it is a rightness with God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible went on to say that the grace of God, which has appeared to all men, teaching us that we should live righteously and godly in this present world. You see, we've been given new life in Jesus Christ. We've been set free from sin and death. We have been reconciled to God. He looks at us differently as a result of Christ's atoning sacrifice. Romans 8 is an answer to the last verses of Romans 7. And it, it is actually a continuation, just separated for the sake of interpretation. So Romans 7, the last few verses says, O wretched man that I am, Paul speaking, who shall deliver me? From this body of sin. How can I be victorious? Because when I would do good, he said in the previous verses, evil presents itself. When I want to do the right thing, I find myself many times doing the wrong thing. And I feel so condemned that I, that I, 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 I don't feel like that God could possibly accept me in this condition. Oh, wretched. Oh, I want to define that word to you. It means one who is fought to the, to the place of absolute exhaustion. Battle fatigue is a very dangerous thing because that means that the most well-equipped soldier doesn't have the strength, the fortitude to continue on and use those weapons to win the battle because he is absolutely worn 
out. And that's why we need this message, this answer to this question that Paul was talking about. He said, there's a law in my members, the flesh wars against the spirit you can see battle fatigue setting in and the and the spirit is warring against the flesh <laughs> oh that is a constant tension between our our flesh and our reborn spirit and yet he says there is now here's the answer i he said in the last verses of romans 7 i thank god through jesus christ you see, friend, there is victory in Jesus. Paul came to the place, he said, It's no more I that live, but Christ that lives in me. That is the victory. It's not you just living in your own religious commitment for God. It is Christ living God's will and God's example and God's pattern and God's purpose as He empowers us. Praise God. That's why Paul said, I'm not the one doing this in and of myself by my own weak flesh. I am subduing my weak flesh that Christ in me can manifest through me, can live and move through me. Praise God. So that condemnation first has to be broken so that we can have the confidence that God will do in and through us what we could never do in ourselves. So Romans 7 says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me through this body of sin? I thank God through Jesus Christ. And here is a great key as that thought continues in Romans 8, verse 1 and 2. There is is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit you see Jesus has made it possible for us to be led of the spirit of God and not led by our own weak flesh our unrenewed mind serving ourself and sin chained to habits that we can't seem to break. But but Paul did say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And verse 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. One translation said, has set me free from that vicious circle of sin and death. Amen. Isn't it good to know that there can be victory? I'm not talking about living a perfectly sinless life, but I'm talking about not living a sinful life either. I'm talking about not letting sin reign in us. If you fall down, you get back up. If you mess up, you ask for forgiveness and go on. You're not domineered by the devil and dominated by the flesh. Praise God. Hallelujah. This new life is not just the infusion of spiritual power, but the establishment of a new relationship with a holy God through Jesus Christ. You see, friend, we cannot come to God through perfect obedience, for man cannot render it. I'm going to say that loud and clear. You can't come to God through perfect obedience because you can't and I can't and no one can render it. And we cannot come to God through imperfect obedience, for God cannot accept it. 
And the only answer to man's dilemma is the cross of Jesus Christ. It is the only answer because there is no other way to be presented to God in that unreprovable, holy (laughs) condition except we're presented through the blood of Jesus Christ that has been shed for us and by the power of the Holy Spirit that is now living within us. Hallelujah. I'm so glad today to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad today to be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. I'm so glad to know there is victory in Jesus. And I I am not wore down. And I am not wore out. Oh, I get tired. Yes, I feel the tension. I, I know that, that there is a battle to be fought and a battle to be won. But I know that the victory comes when I recognize that Christ in me is the hope of glory. Christ with me is the strengthening one that I need every day of my life to live for Him in the midst of this world, in this this faulty body, in this fallen world. I can live the new life in Jesus Christ today, and you can too. One of the great lies of the devil is, why come to Christ? Don't be a hypocrite. You know you can't live the life. He's partially right. He cloaks his lie with a partial truth. The fact is, you can't live the life in and of yourself. You cannot, I cannot, render perfect obedience. But we can be perfectly committed to obeying him. We will have those struggles with the flesh. That war will go on between the flesh and spirit. But we will ultimately win that war because Jesus comes to live within us. The Holy Spirit comes to live within us. The blood of Jesus is pled before the Father by Christ himself as our great high priest who ever lives to make intercession for us and the scripture said he's able to save them to the uttermost because he ever lives to make intercession hallelujah you know the devil is called the accuser of the brethren that accuses them before god day and night in the book of revelation chapter 12 and it said and they overcome him not by being able to declare that there is absolutely sinless perfection no they overcame him by the answer for our condition and that is the blood of jesus christ and the word of their testimony and the devotion that we now have to Jesus and they love not their lives even unto the death praise God we were slaves to the world slaves to sin and to Satan and to self but now we are doulos praise God we are we are the bond slaves of Jesus someone said in the song that says it so well I bought a debt I couldn't pay And it was growing every day. But Jesus paid it all for me. And friend of mine, I've been living for the Lord now for this this 
50 years of living in the newness of life. Have I been able to be sinlessly perfect at all of this? No. But when I do sin, I come to God. I ask His forgiveness, His strength, and His help. And above all, after I do that, I do not look back. Amen. I look forward. That's what the Apostle Paul said when he said, Forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth to the things that are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. And the high calling, the highest calling, is to be like Jesus. Ultimately, to be just like Him. And we're going to be presented to God, unblameable, unreprovable, holy, acceptable unto Him. Hallelujah, because of what Jesus has done and made possible at the cross. And today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, and you have been hesitant to run to Him, to come to Him, because you do not believe that you could possibly ever come up to the standard that He requires. Friend of mine, no one can without Jesus. No one ever will without Jesus. But I urge you today to come just as you are, with every hang-up, every habit, everything that binds you. Repent of your sin and receive Christ as your Savior and receive God's pardon, His forgiveness, and all of heaven's resources to walk in the newness of life. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.